politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 what is up? It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. We're back for another week. Took last week off, but there's a very good reason. You see, I, I actually, I my, my full time, my day job is that I work at a church. And uh, last week, I don't know if you noticed, but last week was Easter. And so there was a lot going on. And it just reached the point where I had to make some choices. And um, I'd, I, th- I think I, I just basically came down to I'd rather give you guys a good podcast than one that was overly rushed. And so I decided, you know what, we're just going to take the week off and uh, and uh, you know we'll come back strong. That also gave you an extra week to chew on the interview we did with Wendy Garner from On River Time. Um, OnRiverTime.org is the name is the uh, URL for that. It's a great um, it's a great organization. They do some really good work, uh, basically out of out of Birmingham here down the road in Birmingham. And uh, they work with uh, children of neglect, of abuse, and uh, they take them out to the Midwest. They do some fly fishing and some some nature-based stuff, and it's just really cool. So uh, if you missed that, listen to episode 11. Uh, that's where Wendy Garner comes in, and uh, it's also just cool to spend some time with Wendy. Good stuff. She's cool. She's good people. There you go. Um, so what has been going on? Now, Today, as of uh, as of this recording, it's Thursday night when I'm recording it, and so we'll be live on Friday. But uh, we did we had a lot um, coming out of the White House today with uh, with President Biden and uh, the gun laws, and um, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about about that because it's just one of those things that. We're gonna have to, you know, hash out a lot of, of how things are gonna kind of come down. It's gonna affect people that buy firearms at uh, at gun shows, and I didn't even know that ghost guns were a thing, but apparently they are, and um, they're gonna have to start regulating that. And um, the big thing was, uh, you know, he can't uh, by executive order he can't do anything with the assault rifle issue. So uh, he's going to have to, you know, go to other legislation for that. And we're still waiting basically on the fallout from all of that. See what's actually going to happen versus what he says is going to happen or what his uh, handlers have told him to say that is going to happen. So we're waiting on the fallout from that. In the meantime, I can tell you, I had, an, I had a conversation with someone earlier today about this. So one of the stories that came out of Washington, it involved Jill Biden's outfit she was wearing. And normally I would I would just roll my eyes and let, and be like, oh, we're not E. Joan, uh, Joan Rivers is not doing this thing anymore. Neither is her daughter. So why are we talking about this? Well, she came out and uh, the picture shows her she's wearing a skirt. She's wearing, uh, you know, it looks very, you know, just very, you know, normal top. But she's got on stockings, and there's a design in them, and yeah, I, I guess they're nice. I I don't know much about rating stockings. I don't know. I it's not something you know that I keep up with. Stocking technology and fashion is not something that's on the cusp of things that I go to every day. But um, it got a lot of criticism. People saying that she wasn't dressed very 
very vice presidential and that sort of thing. And, I, and a lot of my right leaning friends were were just bashing because they were like, why would she why would you have someone that's dressed like this? We need class. We need class. And then they're they're bringing out the most classy a uh, picture of Mrs. Trump and uh, showing oh, this is a classy lady. This is what what first lady should look like. And of course, all of my left leaning friends are doing the exact opposite because they're saying they're they're looking at Jill Biden and saying class, 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 and they're pulling out one of the uh, photos from uh, from Mrs. Trump's modeling days, and they're showing you know you know half naked over here. So. My question being, and I want, I really want to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, you can call our hotline 251-616-2058. I'll give that number later again later in the podcast. Um, I want to hear what your reaction is. And my question is this: How far does a politician's family factor into what is fair news coverage for that politician? Because here's the thing with 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 anybody other than the president being her husband, no one cares what Jill Biden wears. No one does. Just because it's not something that, you know, we concern ourselves with. But my theory would be and my, my where I come down on it is 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 vice is pre, first lady fashion, I don't care. As long as she's not pulling a, you know, an, a late 2000s Lindsay Lohan shot getting out of a car, I don't care what she's wearing. But when it comes to something like the Hunter Biden thing, where there's a possibility of there being some illegalities done by the current president, that I find some that we should be taking another look at that. What Jill Biden wears couldn't care less. Could not care less what Jill Biden wears. I do care if there have been some laws that have been broken by the president and um, or, or while he was vice president that I care about. So to that to that extent, I say that families are fair game when it affects the standing politician. Do you understand what I'm saying? When it comes down to it, it involve if it involves the politician that we elected, the public figure that we elected, being drawn into it, at that point, it matters to the American people what's going on with that family member. But Jill Biden wearing stockings does not fall into that category. So... I wonder what you have to say. Once again, that number, it's 251-616-2058, 251-616-2058. You can also leave comments over on the social media accounts, uh, wherever on Facebook and over on Instagram as well. Love to hear what you have to say about this because I feel like it's something that um, we're just caught in this press cycle that really just starts to repeat itself over and over again. And, you know, something could be said for we have a lot of media that are really used to being spoon fed a lot of stuff over the last four years. They got really lazy because Trump was just hand delivering them. There's your story of the day. There you go. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, now they're having to work for it a little bit. So we've got a lot of press people looking for that story of the day and it's just not coming. And so they're having to focus on things like what's Jill Biden wearing 
uh, getting off a plane. We didn't see that much with with uh, with Trump, did we? Even though the first lady was a model, <laughs> she's used to having her picture taken. We didn't see a lot of that. Um, Trump's wife just kind of hung out in the back uh, and just kind of did her thing. Um, we didn't see as much front row first lady stuff, and you know, and there's opinions on that too. I think if you know, we didn't have, we didn't elect a, elect a first lady. We elected a president. So whatever the first lady does, that's gravy. But we shouldn't expect it because some people just weren't called to do stuff like that. I don't think Ivanka Trump was Ivana Trump was uh, was called to do something like that. You know, Donald something that Donald worked on, but I don't think she was. I think we have we have had other first ladies that have really taken that and hit the ground running. You know, even, whether or not you agreed with them or not. I mean, Michelle Obama really hit the ground running with what she wanted to accomplish. So did Nancy Reagan with the war on drugs stuff. Um, we had a lot of first ladies that really were very quite were quite active, but uh, others that just were not. And so I don't think we can really expect that to be a big deal. Um, and it, but if but if it, but uh, you know if if Joe Biden does decide to really do some some policy making stuff, then we'll look at that. We'll analyze that. We'll. Because I've met us, we will analyze it and break it down and tear it down and build it back up again and then decide it's either total holiness or total evil because that's what we do. But, you know, in the meantime, let's stop worrying about her her stockings, okay? It's, yeah. One thing I did see, though, is um, some good news actually coming out about the past year from 2020. Suicide rates actually dropped. Did you see this? Yeah, it's the 11th highest cause of mortality for Americans. And uh, let me see, down 5.7% out of the previous year. Now the top 10 causes of death for the first time in years. Um, now granted, there's still way too many. Suicide claimed the lives of 44,834 Americans last year. That's slightly lower than uh, 2019. And then it uh, goes up the further back you go. But... One troubling stat that did rise in 2020 was drug overdose deaths. So when they talk about an opioid crisis, that's, yeah, it's it, this is still a thing. It's continued to, uh, to kind of get around government attempts at containment of it, and it's largely driven by drug overdoses. That's, that's what we're calling unintentional deaths. That's what's labeled as on, on this, on this survey, on, on the, in, on the study. But, um, you have to really look at why and think about the last year. You know, a lot of people spent a lot of time in isolation. A lot of people spent a whole bunch of time by themselves or confined, and they really had to kind of figure out what to do with that time. I mean, there's only so much Mario Kart you can play, you know? And so yeah, folks that were already kind of predetermined to have issues with, with you know, narcotics... I'm not going anywhere today. I'm not doing anything. Might as well go do this. So they end up going to the medicine cabinet. And from there they, you know, they they have some have some some of their fun. And you know, the more the longer they're by themselves, the less accountability and it doesn't surprise me that uh, that this is the cause of death that has risen because of that. It does surprise me that suicides overall are down. 
I guess they're just more introverts that enjoyed it than I thought. But uh, they're both real serious numbers, though, that we really need to keep an eye on. Um, so I'm actually going to give you this. If you or anybody else you know is suffering from depression or, su- or suicidal thoughts, there is help. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK. It's uh, 1-800-273-TALK. People waiting to talk and help out with that because you know, it's never too late. It's never too far gone. Just, you know, just keep that in mind. Um, I had something interesting. I, I spent my day today. I, I actually I took took care of some work this afternoon or this morning. And uh, while I had some things kind of rendering out here at the, at, the, at, the, at the house, I went and picked up a new a new a new iPhone. I upgraded my iPhone. And so it it wasn't a huge jump. I was going from the 11, I mean, from the XS to the mat to the 12. Uh, so two models, wasn't a huge jump, but I wanted the better camera because I work at a church. So much of my, uh, I guess, point and shoot photography is done in a dark sanctuary. And so I needed something that was better in low light. And this camera has, anyway, I'm not going to go back into, you know, the justification of why I chose the phone. That's boring to you. But what I can say is, I hit this point, and maybe you're, maybe you, you can relate to this. I hit this point where I had to hand over my phone. I did a trade-in for it, and they wiped it clean and all that. But I had there was a period while they were setting up my new phone for me of about forty-five minutes where I didn't have access to my phone, and in that forty-five minutes, it hit me like a ton of bricks how addicted I am to my phone. Like seriously. It was it was rough. Like I kept going to my pocket for it, and oh, that's right, she's she's got it over there. Oh yeah. Um, could I send a text through my watch? No. Oh, wonder what's happening on Facebook. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm 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 missing so many TikTok trends right now. <laughs> so it it hit me how just addicted I am to my phone. Because I, I even, in that little bit of time, when I was getting a new one, I still had a problem waiting to 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 to, uh, to to get my grubby little hands on it. Can you relate? I can. I mean, it was just it was it was surprising to me how much how much I was yearning to check in with everything. I felt like I was missing everything. But anyway, anyway, one thing you're not going to miss if you stick around uh, after the break is uh, some really cool news about uh, an event where I'm going to be out in the public. I'm going to be, yeah, they're, I'm out. In the, I'm getting out of the studio, guys. I'll be out in public and you can uh, come by and say hi and yeah, be cool. Um, that's coming up after the break. Also, I don't know if you heard, but I had COVID and there's some ongoing stuff from that that we want to talk about. Also, We've got a push for a new host of the show Jeopardy that I can totally get behind. So all that's coming up in just a few. Stick around. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. You can join me on May 4th and 5th for That Church Conference. The last year, if you're a church communicator, the last year has been trying, to say the least. (laughs) And That Church Conference can help out with all kinds of ideas, all different ways you can grow God's kingdom for your church and help reach those that need to be reached. It's a two-day online event for pastors and church leaders, and it is absolutely free. So go to that 
hcc.com to reserve your free tickets. And here's the cool thing. Here's the, well, the extra cool thing is that I am back as a speaker for the second year in a row. I'm so excited to be back. I'm joining a, a an incredible lineup of speakers that are way smarter than I am. These are folks like Ben Stapley, uh, folks like Matt Brown, uh, Jessica Beeler, uh, Jenny Catrone. These are the folks that are leading in church communications. They know how to help your church. So make sure to plan to be there May the 4th and 5th for this two-day online event. It's That Church Conference. Get your free tickets at cc.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Hey, hey, we're back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Don't forget, you can find us over on Facebook, over on Instagram. Be sure to like us, follow us, share us there. Also, you can do me a favor, a big favor, wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether that's on Podbean or Spotify or over on iHeartRadio or Edify or uh, Stitcher or Google Podcasts, wherever you are, whatever opportunity they give you to give feedback, please do that. If you can give a rating or a number of stars or give a review, uh, please do that. That helps us out with our uh, analytics, helps us to grow and get exposed to more people. So if you would do that, that would be fantastic. So uh, something else is fantastic. This is breaking news. I just found out about this like an hour and a half ago. Um, Some of you may have heard our interview a few weeks ago with Lori Stroud. She is the uh, the owner of Birmingham Christian Family Magazine. And uh, I've known Lori for a number of years. She's awesome, and she's doing some amazingly cool stuff there at Birmingham Christian Family and, and Christian Family Publications. Uh, they're all over the South now, and uh, they do some cool stuff. There's some great stuff, some great uplifting things. Well, last year I got to be at a guest at their family expo, their annual Celebrate the Family Expo. And the second one is this year. And this year, I'm going to be the MC. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, come on out and hang out where we'll talk about uh, all the different folks that are there. We'll uh, we'll give away some door prizes. This thing is May the 8th at the Pelop. Pelham Civic Complex, May the 8th at the Pelham Civic Complex, 9 to 3. Come on out. This thing is going to be great. Uh, sponsored by Children's of Alabama, Vision Financial Group, Tiger Rock, Martial Arts, Classical Conversations, uh, Classical Christian Community, and uh, Shades Mountain Baptist Church. Uh, there are a lot of other uh, major sponsors, event sponsors that are, that, uh, are at different levels. But you got to come on out. You got uh, Kevin Derryberry is going to be performing. So we have Photo Booth from America's First. Uh, Fun Source Inflatables are going to be there. Uh, Gone for Good, a program of uh, United Ability, will also be on site to shred unwanted documents and recycle old electronics for free. I've actually got about half my half my garage is full of old computer parts and cables and hard drives and stuff, and I'm going to have to back a trailer up to these people to get them to get rid of this. <laughs> also, King's Home is going to be having a truck on site accepting donations. Hey, there's the other half of my garage. So <laughs> it's gonna, I get to clean out my garage that weekend. That's fantastic. And they'll also provide you with a donation receipt because, you know, taxes are a thing. So... 
you need to make plans to be there Saturday, May the 8th at the Pelham Civic Complex. I will be out there emceeing, and it's going to be an absolute blast. You should be there as well. Uh, sponsored by Vulcan Termite and Pest Control, Inc., and all those other people I mentioned before, as well as a whole lot more. Uh, I'll give you more details as we get closer to it, but go ahead and put it on your calendar. Save the date. Right there. Check the little box right by beside it. Check, save the date. Come on out and hang out with Mark at the Pelham Civic Complex. That's going to be fantastic. So, over the past couple of weeks, I fought uh, COVID. I bravely fought COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm using that tone of voice because it really wasn't all that big a deal. I was asymptomatic. I never had any sort of symptoms. My wife did. She And she wasn't horrible. She would say I almost died. I don't think she died. Almost died. Uh, she didn't have to go to the hospital. She didn't have to, you know, you know, she wasn't stuck in, you know, in bed or anything like that. She was still able to get up and play with our kid and get some work done and all that. Uh, she felt kind of bad for a day. She did. That she did. She felt bad for a, a day or two. Had some shivers, some chills, uh, low energy and a, hey, and a headache through a lot of it. But, um, but, you know, when it all said and done, in the great scheme of things, it could have been so much worse for both of us. And I know how blessed we were. But uh, I say that because of the news that just came out about how um, many states, Alabama included, is opening up vaccines for everyone. If you're in Alabama and you're, you know, 16 years or older, you're able to get a vaccine now. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And I would encourage you to do that. And I say, even if, even if you're not scared of COVID, even if it's not something that you're feeling like, I feel like I really need to make a step to, to, uh, to get vaccinated. The more people that factor into those rates of vaccination, the more restrictions get lifted and the more things get back to where we want them to be. So I would encourage it. That's just me. But, um, I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a medicine guy. I'm not a doctor. But I would tell you, go ahead and, and get that done. I had the Johnson & Johnson and had zero side effects, you know, other than getting COVID four days later. Um, <laughs> my wife had her first Moderna. Um, I'm sorry, her first uh, Pfizer uh, shot, and it was not a big deal for her. And they're actually telling her to hold off on her second shot because she had COVID. And... Um, I keep laughing because I'm like, yeah, I've had I've, I've had the vaccination and I've had COVID. Give me a couple of weeks. I'm going to be the safest person to walk through your door because there's no way I'm transmitting it. So, yeah. So um, one thing I mentioned earlier, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. We're not on Twitter just because I don't have a whole lot of time for Twitter. Might have to make it, though, for this guy. This guy's name is Gerald Stratford. And he's 72 years old. He lives in, to garden large vegetables outside his home in Milton under Winchfield in Oxfordshire. It's over in the UK. And that's pretty much all there is to his Twitter account. He has 285,000 followers. And all he does is post pictures of vegetables that come out of his garden. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling down this thing. Oh, there's giant celery. And oh, it's a bunch of... Uh, potatoes, and hey, those are tomatoes. Those look good. You can make a mater sandwich out of that. Mm. Um, but yeah, all he does is post pictures of vegetables, and he's kind of he's become a minor celebrity. But he's kind of reminding all of us that you don't have to be smarter than your enemies or anything like that. Instead, 
he just kind of uses it to show people nice pictures of things that bring him joy and make him happy. So who would have thought that that would be something that would be successful? But it is. There you go. Speaking of successful, something I am extremely happy about is the fact that there is a movement to make LeVar Burton the next host of Jeopardy. That's right, Reading Rainbow. Jordy LaForge. So, yeah, Alex Trebek passing was extremely sad, but now that leaves Jeopardy on the market for kind of a new host. So what do we do? Um, there have been a kind of round of interim stand-ins. A lot of them were pretty horrible. Whoever thought getting athletes to do it you know, was probably not someone you want to listen to from this point on. But LeVar Burton, the guy who made millions of child millennials wonder how the Reading Rainbow host found time to pal around with the rest of the USS Enterprise crew, <laughs> says he's willing to throw his hat in the ring. He's up for it. And honestly, I got to say, I'm okay with it. He spent most of his life kind of being the good guy and teaching kids how to read and about the uh, about the the joys of reading and being literate. So all those people grew up and they learned a whole bunch of trivia. And that's what's going to make him convert over to Jeopardy really, really well. There's an online petition right now. LeVar Burton actually shared the link. <laughs> he shared the link to it. And as of uh, the writing from the um, article about it over at Relevant Magazine, had over, over 200,000 signatures. Uh, so in addition to you know being on uh, Star Trek and The Reading Rainbow, uh, he was in Roots. Uh, so, yeah, it's not a lot of working actors that have three iconic roles in a resume, but this guy does. And Jeopardy would be an interesting fourth for him. So um, he was also did, also did a guest um, bit on the show Community. If you ever saw that, it's hilarious. So uh, he basically did this whole bit opposite Donald Glover about how uh, Donald Glover's character, Troy, wanted a signed picture of LeVar Burton as a surprise. But he did not want to meet LeVar Burton. So when the gang went, you know, above and beyond and actually got LeVar Burton to come see him, he froze and freaked out and ran out of the room and started crying. I didn't want to meet him. I just wanted a picture. So, yeah, you probably didn't need all that extra. But, you know, you got it anyway. That's just from me, from me to you. There you go. But uh, yeah, I can get behind this. So let me ask you this. If you could just pick someone to be the new Jeopardy host. Who would you pick? Who do you think would be the perfect Jeopardy host? Leave us a leave us a comment over on the uh, on the hotline. It's 251-616-2058. 251-616-2058. You can also email me your response mark at markharvardcreative.com. That's mark at markharvardcreative.com uh, or give us a call 251-616-2058. Let us know who you think would be the best host for Jeopardy when it returns. So, okay, one more time, I want to remind you that coming up, I will be at the uh, at the Celebrate the Family Expo put on by Birmingham Christian Family Magazine. That's May the 8th. I'll be there for that from 9 to 3 at the Pelham Civic Complex. Cannot wait to uh, to be be there for that. Also coming up May fourth, the fifth, just like the weekend before that, 
I will be a speaker for that church conference. That's a two-day online training event for pastors and church leaders. It's brought to you by Tithely, by the good folks over at Tithely. Uh, I'll be speaking along with a whole bunch of other folks, Jenny Catron, Phil Cook. Uh, we've got Phil Bodel, Jessica Beeler, Jason Moore is going to be there. Ben Stapley, he's really cool. He'll be there. Um, I'll be there. Aaron Hall. And uh, a whole lot more. Dr. Malachi O'Brien's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of, uh, of fun. And if you're a church leader, a church communicator, someone who guides your church, this is an, uh, an online conference you want to be a part of. And guess what? It's completely free. That's right. You have to register to get your get your watch link. But you can watch live for free. Just go to thatcc.com. And uh, be a part of it. It's May fourth, the fifth, fourth through the fifth, from ten a.m. until two p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, so yeah, do your math on your time zones to be a part of that. You can stream live or upgrade to the watch on demand. That's going to cost you a couple of bucks, but seriously, worth it because there's so much. I've actually been to this conference a few times. Uh, this will be my second year as a speaker at it, but uh, I I pick up stuff every single year that I use in the life of our church um, that uh, that will help you grow. So by all means, if you're involved in church leadership, in church communications, church marketing, this is a conference you want to be a part of. It's that church conference, thatcc.com. That about does it for me. I will see you guys next week. Have a fantastic one. And I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.